AMA50KFUO Worldwide at KFUO.org. This is the Midday Moments program. It's time now for our moment in Scripture with Pastor Matt Clark of Ascension Lutheran Church in South St. Louis. Good afternoon, Matt. Good afternoon, Gary. Thanks for having me on. Sorry about the delay here in our program. I, I haven't let the listeners know yet, but when we were supposed to record on the uh, 16th of December, uh, right before our recording, I had found out that my mother had passed away. So we didn't record. And then, of course, we moved into our uh, Christmas programming. So we left off at where we were reading Joshua 8 through 19. And yeah, sorry about your loss, by the way, Gary, and uh, you're in my prayers and been in my prayers uh, following your mom's passing. Yeah, we appreciate that. We're still waiting because of COVID before we have a memorial service for her, but we'll try to have one when things start clearing up with the COVID. That way we can have some people there in attendance. For you bet. Her that's important. Mm-hmm. And uh, boy, that's as a pastor, I see that too. There's been a lot of struggles for families. Uh, at the time of death with restrictions with funeral homes and cemeteries and all sorts of things. So, uh, well, God be with you in the meantime, Gary. I appreciate that. Now, in Joshua 8 through 19, as I'm reading this, I'm I'm thinking, well, going into the promised land is not really that easy. (laughs) There's all sorts (laughs) of wars, and we've talked about wars in the past, but uh, there's wars. Uh, Some of the countries did make treaties, but most of them stood up and fought. There's uh, kings who have united together against Joshua. And in my mind, it seems like God is serving two purposes here. He's giving the promised land to his chosen people, but he's also reaping judgment on those because they turned away from the Lord our God. Yes, you're right, Gary. There's a lot going on here. And yeah, I think first and foremost, it's uh, keeping the promise to the Israelites, right? That this is the land of promise. Uh, This is the land that the Lord's going to use to bring the Savior into the world even. This is important. As you pointed out, though, there's people already there, right? (laughs) So this is not like they're going into Canaan. And, and and it's vacant. It's just empty. No people are living there. And so the Lord provides for the people of Israel by being on their side, really, when it comes to these wars and these battles. Uh, he gives them the land, but it comes at a pretty high price. I mean, there's a lot of death in these chapters. There's a lot of destruction in these chapters. And in some ways, it gives us pause, I think, as, as Christians to, to hear those things. But we keep in mind, yeah, like you said, it's God's promise. Also, these people who were already there were serving false gods, and the Lord didn't want his chosen people to be led away and led astray from him. And yeah, I think perhaps even a certain amount of judgment, too. Um, These people knew about the Lord, at least, especially when we look at Jericho, for instance. You know, Rahab and others, they heard about the Lord. They heard about the wonders he had done in Egypt some 40 years earlier, and yet uh, they, they don't believe the Lord. Right, uh, they might they might be afraid of him, but they certainly don't fear, love, and trust in him above all things. No far from it. So a lot going on here, and I think in these chapters we see Israel just being led on from victory unto victory again and again. The Lord fights for them and gives them those victories. And I guess the the one thing that I want to pick up on is is what you kind of alluded to. Sometimes there's even a treaty made, right? And right. in chapter nine of Joshua, in particular, I, we see that happening. This treaty being made, and it's it's different. It stands out because that's not what usually happens. Usually they're wiped out. Uh, usually the Lord gives them the land completely. Chapter nine, Gary, I thought was was sort of interesting. We have these uh, Gibeonites, okay, and they hear about what's happening. They know that the Lord is giving victory to the people of Israel, and they can see that they're next. They know that they're coming their way. 
And so they decide to do something about it, and they're pretty crafty here. And so what they do is they send people to the, the leaders of Israel, and they come to them with these worn-out sacks and stale food and patched-up sandals, and they give the impression that they have come from a great distance. And they say, could you, could you make a treaty with us? Um, and they say, well, how do we know that, that you aren't our neighbors? Uh, and they say, well, look at us. Uh, it looks like we've come from a great distance. You know, our food is almost gone and it's all dried out. What little is left. Our, our, our clothing is worn out. Our, our camels are tired. We've come from that distant country. And so the Israelite leaders, they make that treaty with them and they promise not to destroy them. And then it turns out, well, here's verse 14. I'll go to read it. Uh, it says, so the men took some of their provisions, but they did not ask counsel from the Lord. And Joshua made peace with them and made a covenant with them and let them live. And the leaders of the congregation swore to them. So they make this treaty with them. And guess what? It turns out they're neighbors, next door neighbors, and yet they can't attack them. They can't take them over because they made this treaty with them, this agreement to not attack them. The main problem is, well, they didn't seek the Lord, right? Uh, right. That's what verse uh, 14 says, but they did not ask counsel from the Lord. And that's the big mistake here is that they don't inquire of God. They don't come to him in prayer. They don't seek his counsel at all. Instead, they just go ahead and make this treaty. And it turns out they're tricked. They're duped. Uh, these are their neighbors. And now guess what? They're stuck with them. Uh, that's the way it is because it's too late. I think there's something for us to, to learn from this, too, for us to not be too hasty, maybe in our own lives, to also inquire of the Lord uh, when it comes to our life, when it comes to where should we turn, Lord? Uh, what way should we go in to inquire of the Lord, uh, to not just try to figure things out on our own or act on our own wisdom or smarts, but to to go before the Lord. And, and where do we inquire of the Lord? Well, in his word. We inquire of the Lord by listening to KFUO Radio worldwide, right? Any programming like that that has the gospel at the center. And first and foremost, the written scriptures, whether it's in worship and it's heard, or whether it's studying on our own and our own reading of the Bible, to inquire of the Lord rather than trying to take matters in our own hands or trying to figure out life on our own or trying to determine you know, what's best for us or for our children or for our marriage. Uh, again and again, inquire of the Lord. Um, and I think of verses like Psalm 119, verse 105, where it talks about, you know, thy word is a lamp to my feet, a light to my path. Uh, God's word guides us and leads us. He knows what's best for us. And uh, ultimately, he points us to, to Jesus Christ. We can't know that Savior apart from God's word. Uh, so inquire of the Lord, inquire uh, in his word. I think that's uh, one of the things that really stood out to me, at least, Gary, uh, in our reading from uh, Joshua this week. As I'm reading through it, I see that list of uh, kings that were defeated, and that's an awfully long list. I'm like, wow, God promises that he'll be with Joshua, and uh, he is <laughs> all the way through. And now on the treaty, didn't they end up getting attacked though, by the kings, uh, other kings from the other countries? Yeah, so yeah. So here's the rest of the story, Gary. So uh, they make that treaty, and they don't attack them. The Israelites don't. Uh, but they do make them their, their servants, basically. So they're, they're in servitude to Israel now. Uh, mm -hmm. And then the Gibeonites, they themselves get attacked by other peoples, not the Israelites. And then Israel comes to their aid, to their rescue even. 
even after they've been duped, after, even after they tricked them. And that's where they have, they have this episode in chapter 10 where uh, in the midst of battle, the sun stands still. I mean, imagine that. Uh, the, they cry out to the Lord. Joshua cries out to the Lord. The Lord hears, and he allows the sun to stand still so the battle can continue. Um, now, how did that work? I don't know. I mean, it's it's a miracle, regardless of how it worked uh, mechanically, but the Lord allowed the fighting to continue, the light to go on. And I think it's kind of funny that they're, they're instead of attacking Gibeon, they end up really defending Gibeon in the end, right. e- even after they have been tricked. But Israel keeps its work, keeps its uh, treaty, keeps that covenant, and uh, abides by it. Would you like to lead us in a prayer? Sure, I'd be happy to, Gary. Uh, Lord, we uh, thank you that you have provided, as you've promised, for your people that that land of promise. Uh, Lord, we look forward as your people through water and the word and through uh, the blood of Jesus to that greater land of promise, uh, that land of heaven, the new Jerusalem. Uh, Thank you that we can be confident of that promise that you've made to each one of us who are in Christ. Lord, we ask that uh, we would indeed inquire of you, the Israelites failed to, oftentimes we do to uh, grant us repentance when we do and grant us the strength to inquire of you and your word, that it may always be a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. And we thank you for uh, your written word, for churches, for uh, KFUO, and for any place where that word is proclaimed, uh, that we may be guided in it. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Where do we read next week? We're going to continue on. Uh, we're going to go through the rest of Joshua and even into the book of Judges, I believe, Judges chapter 2. So again, invite our readers to join us. So Joshua chapter 20 through Judges chapter 2. Okay. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me on again, Gary. Great to talk over God's word with you. Yeah, it's good to have you back. We are the messenger of good news worldwide, KFUO, KFUO KFUO.org, AM850 in the St. Louis region. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, and our podcasts are available wherever you get your podcasts. That includes uh, these midday moment segments as well, like the one you just heard with uh, Pastor Matt Clark and myself. Those are available as podcasts. We are KFUO.